Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, everybody, let's get into this episode of Destiny versus Free Will. This is coming off of a series I did on TikTok about the real law of attraction, which I'm not like this huge proponent of because the new age community kind of hijacked a lot of the concepts and distorted some really good, interesting information about universal law, like the law of correspondence, the law of vibration, things like this. But there was an interesting comment about this gentleman saying, well, if we're all limitless, if anything is possible, then why do we need to comply with these laws? It's a really good question. And essentially, he was also asking, like, isn't this already predestined? So this thinking is a little bit indoctrinated through programming of religion, external factors, how we grew up, our family conversations, this type of patterning. It's a little bit dangerous because it undermines the very thing that we are, which is all creator completely indestructible consciousness, a fractal of unified divine. When you embody, there are certain things your soul comes into form to learn. Very specific programs that it wants to literally deprogram and evolve out of, because that is really what this embodiment is. It's an evolutionary process of consciousness becoming more aware of itself that has become veiled in agreement with the all that is to experience itself in a lower density. Learn, record everything, send it back to the all that is. It becomes a feedback loop of possibility, potential, and learning. That's why earth school is really a playground. We really should be playing. And how a friend of mine says, flirting with infinity, that's really what we should be doing. But instead, we get caught up in the materialism. We get caught up in the things we think are real. And we get so fixed in the how we program ourselves to be in the quote-unquote matrix that we almost become blind to our own programs. So the destiny part is we have very specific programs that we want to deprogram or lessons that we want to learn. This could be things that have been keeping us bound in a certain dimensional order because there are other levels of consciousness and awareness in the all that is. So kind of like spiritual Pokemon, if you are at like a level seven here, then you'll just be at a level seven there without a body and without an ego. But if you want to be, let's say in a different level of consciousness, you want to have a different level of awareness, you want to be able to have like more of a galactic quote unquote passport, 
then you are required to kind of do that in form as above, so below. There is no difference as within, so without. This is the law of correspondence. It is one big quantum brain processor here. We're all learning, we're recording back and whatever happens here happens on the other side. So we come in, our soul wants to learn a certain amount of lessons. Here's where free will comes in. We agree to free will. It is a global setting when we embody. There's three things. Linear time, we also agree to forget and we agree that we have free will. So the free will is the experience, how we choose to experience these things that are necessary to catalyze the awakening, to become aware of the programs, to deprogram them so we can essentially oscillate, vibrate, and become more expansive versions of ourselves. So we can become more of who we are and connected with our higher self in unity. Our whole goal is really to remember who we are and have access to infinity in the body in a single moment of time. That's the gig. Remember who we are, connect to infinity, our purest potential in a single moment of time in the body. That's basically what the game is. That's it. If you can do that, your life is exponentially easier. It's just, you have more joy, you have more access, you don't have all the filters, meaning you don't have all these limiting belief systems, you don't have all this old patterning, you don't have all this dogma, you don't have this propaganda running in the field around you. You don't hold on to things as much. You have more freedom, ease, synchronicities, abundance, et cetera. So the free will aspect is how you choose to learn these things. The trouble is a lot of times things have to get very, very, very bad for people to wake up. It has to get brutal. Now, here's where this also comes in. It's kind of like, oh, you're just blaming the victim. How do they know it's their fault that they got abused kind of thing? When it comes to seeing like, why do bad things happen to really good people? It's not about good or bad. It's literally just about programs fulfilling themselves. Chances are, and a lot of this is pre-programmed DNA. Okay. This is what you came in with. You are a hard drive, your terabytes of information. All of this is in your cells. All of this lives inside of your DNA. It's called transgenerational epigenetic inheritance. All of the recording of who we are is in our DNA. So whatever you didn't clear up, all of the lineage that your family didn't clear up is on you. That's in your records. So you are unaware of them. Let's say you have a propensity to kind of have bad luck. Just bad stuff happens. You'll, you know, get stung by a bee. You'll get pushed around at a concert or you'll have your phone taken from you or things constantly get lost. You attract a level of like kind of abuse in a way, or like forgetfulness or like, I don't know why this happens, always happens to me kind of thing. Or you, you'll go to a party and the dog at the party will bite you and no one else, or you'll go at the party and you'll spill something on you. Always happens this way, right? Quote unquote, always happens this way. Or you'll get a brand new car and you didn't see that person or you didn't see that pole and like hit it. These types of things are not coincidences. These are the types of things that you want to pay attention to because this is how you are creating your life. There is an underlining program that is creating that reality for you. That underlining program is there to say, you need to look at this. So you might have this emotion of disempowerment. You might have this emotion of just feeling really defeated. You might have this feeling of like, yeah, I mean, can you believe it? Can you believe that that happened? I don't know if you ever talk to people like that. You'll be in a room and they'll just... They just have this like, yeah, can you believe this even happened to us? And it becomes 
very victim mentality. It's victim mentality. It's woe is me. And I can't believe this happens to me. Why does this happen to me? I'm such a good person. This is very clear indicator that somebody is running at the core level abuse and victim patterns. Abuse and victim frequencies, whether or not you're aware of them or not, happen at all different ages. That's why we're seeing all of this hellacious shit happening right now with children and how people are actually waking up to that. It's not pretty when we start looking at how we as a collective create our reality. These patterns and programs aggregate. They become more compound in their spiritual interest when we don't actually work on them. We're creating all of this. We're actually physically creating all of this by not becoming aware of how we create our realities and how and the programs that we're running. So if this person who always has this bad shit happen to them pays attention to how they create their reality, the idea is to take accountability for whatever it is. Chances are, in some way, they're in agreement with the things that have happened. Yeah, so such is life. That's life. So they're in agreement with this. They've locked in this level of programming. Therefore, they will continue to run this level of like aloofness, victim, woe is me pattern, zero accountability. Whether or not you created the program in this lifetime or not, you're still responsible for it. That's what lineage is. You came into form to deprogram this. You take it on the chin kind of thing. And I'm not saying like, just eat shit and deal with it. It's about objectively looking at all the information that's available to you and not letting it change you. This is true neutrality. You look at how you've created your life. You take wild amounts of accountability for it. And then you're like, okay, what do I need to do to change it? Stop running these patterns. Pay attention to the things that you say, your thoughts, pay attention to your behaviors. All of these things have created an identity that's not even you. There's a great pyramid of like the logical levels of change. And in order for you to actually create identity level change, you have to be able to look at behavior emotions. So a lot of new age will talk about emotions only. You just have to think about getting yourself better. It's all about thoughts. Yeah. And it's very dangerous. It could actually lead to a lot of spiritual psychosis. And people can have mental breaks because they can take it so personally, like something's wrong with me. I'm not doing this correctly kind of thing. No, it's literally just one ones and zeros there. You haven't gone down into a deep enough level yet. We're going to talk about DNA in a second, but this is what I'm talking about. Free will. Chances are, if you don't pay attention to the dog that bites you, the bee that stings you, the phone that gets taken from you, et cetera, the scenarios, the simulations to wake you up are going to get progressively more intense to say, there is something over here you have to look at. Your higher self is not trying to punish you because your higher self is guiding you. It's like a lighthouse. It's always, always got you full blown, has your back 100%. It is a conduit. You are a conduit between the worlds, right? Your soul is experiencing itself here. It's not trying to punish you. There is no punishment. If you have that type of mentality, like you are being punished, that is exactly what I'm talking about with the frequency around victim. Inevitably, there's about five patterns, five or six patterns, honestly. And I've tried to challenge this belief with previous teachers I've had. And it kind of always comes down to these core 
five. I actually think exchange is one of them, even though it hasn't been taught this way, but fear, lack, control, scarcity, exchange. So these five patterns pretty much rule at a core, core level, kind of all humans. And then how the variables of those things show up could be victim abuse, imposter syndrome, all these different levels of behaviors. So the soul comes in to learn these lessons. Let's say the soul wants to really transcend victim abuse and lack. Okay. How that shows up is low self-esteem, non-deserving patterns will play. And those will play out in various ways through, let's say, education, sports, friendships, communications, relationship with self. Let's say it wants to overcome fear. So you will be put in situations that you need to overcome to trust yourself. So everything is the binary code. It's go, no go. It's zeros and ones. These emotions, behaviors, patterns, thoughts are accommodating programs that are running. These programs are there for us to transcend in order for us to fully connect with who we are, our higher selves in connection with the unity of the all that is in form in the body. Like I said, yes, you are limitless. You are full limitless potential and everything is possible. However, for you, there's only a certain amount of probabilities and possibilities because of the programs that you're running. Now, let me get into this part. Possibilities, probabilities. If you are resonating at a five, you have a limited amount of possibilities for you. This is universal law. This is what Einstein says. If you match the resonance, right? If you match the frequency with the thing that you want, it's impossible for that thing not to happen. It's the law of correspondence, the law of motion, law of vibration. We have possibilities available to us based on the resonance that we're at. Our resonance, our individuation, our how we vibrate at an individuated level is predicated on the programs that we come in with. It's predicated on how much we decondition and clear. So for example, when I was like 29, I was living in, the, in LA in fashion and there was a possibility for me to have a TV show. A friend of mine was having a TV show. She was like, come in, be a character. And I go, yeah, I don't really want to do that. Anyway, I, I ended up meeting with producers. I did this, this screening with them, just talking about how I knew her. I was going to be like the honest Oracle type friend, the no BS friend. Anyway, so that show never went, but they really liked me. And they were like, we want to give you a show. And it was going to be about kind of turning me into the Simon Cowell, if you will, of branding, where it was makeover type of show. It was makeovers with brands. It was a before and after type of thing. And I would kind of go in there, tell them what they needed to fix. And this was going to be the show. And we were in long form contract. It was with NBC Universal, and it was going to be on Bravo or Oxygen. They were deciding what the market was. And they were going to own my name in perpetuity. They had to have a hand in all of my dealings. It was a selling your soul level type of contract. And this was kind of before I really had awakened myself. I was on the path of it. I was very curious about it. Like I was on a very early new age spiritual curiosity path. But I can tell you that show got shelved eventually because after meeting with production company, they decided that the format, they couldn't get a format of the show that they felt would be really competitive and interesting and would kind of make them basically a lot of money. But I mean, I was meeting with the head of programming at NBC. I was meeting with the head of programming at Bravo. These were major, major level. It was that level of meetings and it was a signature away. I'm really glad none of that worked out. And by the way, that project is still on the shelf. 
so interesting the way this whole thing works out because coming to light dark Hollywood, they would have still owned my name to this day. This is before I knew a lot about how this industry works. But at the time, I was running so much unconscious lack that if I had a show, if I had all these things, if I had these titles, if I had this money, then I, somehow I would matter and I would I would be able to validate my own level of existence. It was more of like, a, here, you created this for yourself. You being the personality that you are, energy that you are, people want to give you opportunity. But that opportunity didn't work out because that was not in my best interest. It was there to show me what to look at. It was there to present both sides. Yes, you are a dynamic, charismatic person. Things are going to open for you. Doors are going to open for you. If they're not in your best interest, these things will not come into fruition, plain and simple. I took that and said, yep, see, nothing ever happens good for me. Just, I have to work harder than everybody else. And it's happening for this person and not me. It was a big time woe is me. I was like so bummed out about that. And I'm like, whatever, I'll just hold on to the job that I have because what's the only thing? It was very much enforcing this lack and fear-based programming. Anyway, that once upon a time, I almost had a show. Thank God I didn't because it would have destroyed me. These things are all amplifiers, money, fame, shows, things like this. They all are amplifying our deepest programming and wounding in a way. It's why you see people are get destroyed in Hollywood. They're creating this reality for them to clean up a lot of their shadow shit, but it's disguised with a ton of fame and a ton of money. And so somehow they're able to put enough PR around it to make that story make sense. It's like a simulation within a simulation. So the whole point of this is, yes, we have free will, but that's precisely the problem. Because if we understood universal law as a collective and we lived inside of those things, we wouldn't have all this fear, scarcity, lack control. And that's where we're headed, but it's a ways away because we have a lot to learn. We have a lot to awaken from. So the lessons themselves, the programming we choose at soul level, the experiences is where we have free will. Anything is really possible, but it very much is predicated on what you've brought in, your DNA, the heaviness of all of that stuff, and the level of the resonance that you're vibrating at, energy, sound, vibration, frequency, et cetera. These things working in conjunction the higher you're resonating at, the less garbage you're holding on to. Just think about it. Like you're bound. You're this bound butterfly and you just have loads and loads and loads and loads of string around you when you come in. Babies are closer. They're a lot closer. That veil is very, very thin. That's why they're always telling you the truth. They can see things, etc. As you get older, they lock in. These programs lock in. Deprogramming is a matter of just becoming aware of the strings. Let's say that string is energy that you transmute through the law of motion or no, the law of aerodynamics. Anyway, it was one of those laws where energy doesn't start and stop. It just changes. So you transmute the energy. Essentially, you remove these bind the, the binding. For me, I can do it at frequency level, DNA level. This is what I help other people with as well. But you kind of cut these strings and you have more space. You have more expansion. You are more light. You have the ability to take in more light, more information. That's what light is. Light is information. Light is consciousness. The moment you integrate that, it's an integrated intelligence that's living in form, which Giuliani Tononi actually has this theory out right now. He's shopping this around to the physics community, which tends to be very rigid with their materialism. 
the theory is called integrated intelligence theory. This is what consciousness is. And so far, scientists have been able to kind of get their head wrapped around it because the limitation in this field is that no one can really agree with what consciousness is. And so the quantum physics community and the physics community gets very up in arms with the new age community or the spiritual community or people who are in the healing modality using quantum physics in their world. They're don't touch that. This is we're hard scientists. We pledge allegiance to this. And then the new age community likes to take all these concepts and hijack them and kind of distort them. And then it becomes, there's an ice age on it now. And now we're very polarized and science community can't come together, but that's for a whole other talk. Back to the possibilities, probability thing. Chop these strings up. Basically, this is the life's work, right? How purified can you become? How singular can you become? The more singular you are, again, the more you're vibrating with your higher self in unity, the more things happen naturally. You don't even need to manifest. Things just come into form for you. And then you really get to start play, start playing with the field. Instant manifestation, things like this happen, more synchronicities, just ease with self, more present moment access, depth, more dimensionality. It's an internal experience that starts to really change for you. So to wrap this episode kind of up, at some point, I'll talk to you guys about DNA and how DNA can change and how we're giving up our free will with the vaccines and the patents that the US government has on the human genome, et cetera. That will be for another episode. So check that out. But yes, you come in here with pre-programs. Yes, you have free will. The free will is not predestined. The experiences are not predestined. It's the lessons that you come here to overcome. That's agreements at soul level. And then along the way, you have all these other fun little agreements that you make with people and all these things. Another caveat I'll say to this is many times people come in because of the through line of religiosity and religion, they come in with a lot of dark contracts and they're kind of hidden. Like they're very, very buried in there. It's great because the more you clean up, the more you clear out, the more these things come in and you can become more yourself. That's how people change. They start to, their physical appearance starts to actually change over time because they are more themselves. They're more of a purified singular version of who they are, reflecting themselves in all dimensions, in all time as a single fractal of light. It's just very exciting stuff, really. It's very cool. I can talk about this stuff for for days, but I hoped that cleared up the difference between free will and destiny, if you will. Something else to keep in mind too, is eventually the thing you want to look at too, is why you want the things that you want. That's a really, really clear indicator. If you're new on this journey, or you've even been on this journey for a while, getting very, very curious about how you create your reality about the thoughts, the beliefs, the patterning, the systems. You look around and you're like, yeah, is this what I want my life to be? And you're just kind of underwhelmed by it. Start digging, start asking some serious questions. What are some of the things I really believe about myself to be true, not true? When you find yourself in a triggering situation, it's a really easy and simple time to start kind of doing the work. You can easily get a piece of paper out on one column. You can write what is actually happening? This would be a time to take some notes. What is happening right now? Well, so-and-so said this, so-and-so said that, so-and-so said that. Then in the next column, you can write, what do I think is happening? Here's what's happening. Here's what I think is happening. What aspect of myself is this affecting? This can be the relationship that you have with yourself, the relationship that you have with others, the relationship that you have with real intimacy. 
any type of intimacy, physical, interrelationships, you know, uh, interpersonal relationships, etc. Romantic relationships, romantic intimacy. So you have the relationship with self, relationship with others. You have intimacy with other and self. Is this affecting my financial reality? Is this affecting my ability or my belief in myself, my self-esteem, my self-affinity, et cetera? What aspect of self is this affecting? Then you can kind of go into a list of the things that you feel. If these things were true, what am I actually afraid people will find out? What am I afraid people will find out about me? If all of these things are true, here's what's happening. Here's what I think is happening. Here's the aspects of myself that it's affecting. Here's what I'm really, really afraid of. People will find out I'm afraid of this and I'm afraid of that. Then you're going to get to what pattern is actually running here. What is the core theme? What is the core pattern? You're going to get really clear that there's about probably one to two core things that you constantly think about yourself. You constantly believe to be true or think about others. And a hundred percent, they're creating the way you're experiencing yourself. Thoughts are predictive. They are patterned history. This is what the brain does. This is what the ego does. It takes all your life experiences it aggregates those and it creates a, a predictive pattern. So it's going to go to the past, pull in some shit, be like, yep, you have one, two, three, four, five, six patterns. You have five, six possibilities you're going to go in, boop, and then put you on a trajectory. That's where you have power. You have power to create something new for yourself. Once you're aware that you're running these patterns, don't engage, step into contrary action and get really clear and present in your body. Where are these patterns held? All your physical ailments, by the way, every ache and pain deep into like your right hip, the left knee, the big toe, these are all patterns. It's very instructive. The body is Tesla technology. It's amazing. Get very curious. For those who are more advanced, you can kind of energetically put your attention on there and that area of your body will just tell you what's going on. And then you hang out and observe it. You can set the intention to clear it and that energy will move. It may take a minute, it may take 10 days, it may take however long it takes, but that energy will clear. This is how you empower yourself. This is taking your power back. You are not defeated by quote unquote age. You're not defeated by all these things. A lot of times we're just accepting our reality the way that it is, not thinking that we can't do anything to change it. I was in an area of Southern Turkey. I went on this little road trip and I kind of got energetically hit. And so I had to kind of look at what was going on. I mean, it turned out to be, I was clearing a deep template, like a very kind of an identity death. And I didn't expect that to happen, but I knew I needed to shift the energy of where I was in before I went on this trip. So I go on this little road trip. I kind of get energetically hit. I just level myself out. I go to sleep. I rest. I'm in bed. And I literally, the next day, I kind of felt myself in a state of paralysis and I was like, yes, yeah, see this paralysis right here? This isn't me. This is an aspect. And I've been doing this a while. So I know, but I know, I know like the questions to ask myself, like, am I staying or am I going? Is this really me? Is this pattern really me? And I'll hear a yes or no, because I'm connected with my higher self. And this is not, I mean, basically it's a high heart answer, not a mental answer. And I'll get into that in a minute. But anyway, so 
the state of paralysis, when I feel like I'm overwhelmed or when my ego feels like it's overwhelmed and it doesn't have an answer or it doesn't have control or it doesn't know what's next, it starts to freak out and it puts me in a state of paralysis until it can figure itself out. And I just like kind of got into a meditation. I cleared all of it. And then I got on the road and the energy completely dissipated. I mean, it just completely eliminated out of my field. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's a very subtle change. The thing is awakening is a very, very subtle, mundane moments of change. It's just very subtle, like 1% little decisions here and there. Well, no, I won't go. Yes, I will go. No, I won't go. Yes, I will go here. Or maybe I won't do that. Your logic starts to get in the way. That's where you start to get into trouble because the logic aspect of you is not the higher version of you making the decisions. Possibilities change for you. Probabilities change for you. You stay stuck. You don't clear your patterns. You have less opportunity. You have less opportunity to clear the main patterns that you came in with. Therefore, you are less abundant. And we're right back to square one. You have free will to make those choices. The question is, you almost want to question the free will itself. What's in my highest and greatest good? Let go of the things that you feel are certain. That's the fastest way to make change is be really willing to let go of all the bullshit. I know it sounds scary, but it really means like, don't contact that person again, like for real, make a change, separate yourself from toxic people. It's like, go, no go, that binary code. Imagine the decisions that you make right now are life and death. I don't want to be too like grim about it, but imagine if you lived your life What's in my best interest right now? Yes or no? Is this person good for me? Yes or no? No. Done. And you just go. You make the next decision. The brain, the logic, the emotions, that's what gets in your way. Observe your patterns, how you create your reality. Observe all these things. Use that format of writing down what's happening, what I think is happening, what aspect is of self is it affecting? What am I terrified people will find out? And what are the core patterns? Use that spreadsheet for yourself to really hone in on where your core, core, core patterning is. And this is how you can start to take your power back. And this is how you actually end up having more opportunity and possibilities for yourself. All right, you guys, in the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session. Thank you.